Hello, and welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to the show. Today is a very special, exciting episode because we have a new K-Pop book for everybody to read. And this time, it's not a YA novel. (gasps) It's a grown-up romance novel. At last. At last. (laughs) Um, so we are so excited. We're just going to get straight into it. We are so excited to be joined today by the author of The Comeback, a book that we hope that you all will enjoy. Please welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, Lily Chu. Yay. Hello, hello, hello. That was so exciting to actually hear the intro. <laughs> <laughs> We're so honored that you are a listener of the pod. Um, it's very exciting to have you here. I am thrilled. Absolutely. We thoroughly enjoyed reading your book and so welcome 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 thank you i'm so glad you liked it it would be very awkward if you did not so uh, (laughs) (laughs) i am so excited to be here i listen to your podcast all the time oh Oh, thank you (laughs) i actually uh i even tried to discord but i have no idea how discord works so (laughs) but it looked awesome and everyone on it looks super friendly so Maybe I'll give them a shot. They are. They are very friendly, but it's okay. I also had no idea what Discord was until we had one for our show. So it's understandable. (laughs) Everything's a learning process. Exactly. We're so excited to have you here. And since you are a listener of the show, that means I'm sure you know what our first question is going to be. But first, you have this brand new book out. It's called The Comeback. It tells the story of a hardworking Toronto lawyer who finds herself falling for her roommate's cousin while he stays with her on his own much-needed hiatus from his work in Seoul. But little does she know, he happens to be one of K-pop's hottest stars, and their whirlwind romance may be more than than she bargained for. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my god, I need you to write all my blurbs from now on. That was amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I definitely had that written out before I said it. <laughs> but so your main protagonist actually doesn't know anything about K-pop, but we know that can't be true for you. So please tell us what is your origin story? How did you get into the world of K-pop? Okay. So probably 2019, so fairly recent, um, I came across a Blackpink video. It was Kill This Love. Mm. It was wild. Uh, Like, you know, I like, I don't understand what this is even about. Um, And then I just sort of forgot about it because it was so out of my frame of reference. Then it was New Year's Eve and BTS was playing at um, Times Square. Mm. And before that, and this part's embarrassing. <laughs> there is a website and it's called like Bad Lip Sync or something like that. And they had okay. done a BTS cover called Sample of My Pasta. Um, <laughs> okay. Which was basically idle, except they had bad lip synced over oh, it. Oh, the bad lip reading channel. Bad yes, yes, yes. Reading. I know That's what you're it. talking about. Oh, where they is. make up like they make yes, things yes. based I've on seen the those. way their mouths are moving. Those. Okay, okay. I had actually never really heard of BTS. Um and I was like, that can't be the song. But I knew that couldn't be the song. Uh, and so then I was like, so then we watched that. And I was like, I got to see the actual video. So I watched the idol video, which is also wild. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, there's sharks. There's dancing. There's 
like a million like, of them. There's yeah. like so much going on. Over yeah, and over. And totally. like animation um, in yes. it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Kill This Love and Idol are both such grand music videos they were. for you to start it, with. It was, <laughs> it was such an intro, and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. And then I saw them um, at the Times Square performance at New Year's, and I was like, oh my! It was like getting hit with a thunderbolt, a lightning bolt, because I guess that <laughs> you can't actually get hit by thunder. But I was like, uh, I need to know more. That honestly, it was like a, a light switch. The next day, my kid's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, wide-eyed, because I've just watched like 16 hours of video straight. Um, none of it's making sense to me at all, because it's a whole new world of, I don't know the terms. Why are they doing the same dance all the time? Why are there 18 like accompanying videos to the main video <laughs> and then them reacting to videos. Like it was just such a learning curve. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. So like uh, I'm still BTS ARMY, but mm-hmm. I also listen to mostly boy bands. Um, so I like 80s and 17 and I like in hyphen, um, you know, I like EXO and SHINee. I know you love SHINee. Um, uh but I tend to kind of listen to, um, often I'll put on a playlist and I'll just let it go in the background. I'm working and then a song will get my attention and then I'll start looking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that was my, that was my origin story. Uh, it was a sample of my pasta, uh, <laughs> and then seeing a performance. That is so love funny. It. And I love the, like, just putting a playlist on in the background. That's how I, that's honestly how I collected so many of my, like, XO B-sides and 17 B-sides. Like, before I even really started listening, I used to work at a school where, like, I couldn't get Pandora, but I could get Google Play. Oh. And so it would just, like, put random, like, K-pop yeah. songs on. And I was like, oh, who's this? Who's TVXQ? Like, oh, who? <laughs> yeah. Such and such. And then, like, yeah. now. Look at me now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, like the learning curve is still going on. And what actually really helped me was um, I found an Atlantic article by a journalist named Laniga Cruz, which was basically, I was a BTS, I wasn't a BTS fan, and then I was. Um, <laughs> and I was like, that was also my like, what are the names journey. Um, mm. And and she just explained a lot of the terms. I was like, oh, okay, I can go to these other websites. And what is a makne? What What is the leader? What is the visual? What are all these things that everyone seems to know Mm-hmm. that I don't um yeah that, that and really who's helped. sugar who's G? like why are there 25 the names oh my god the, same pre- the, yeah. <laughs> the names and then the real name like the, you know your actual yeah. birth names but then plus the the stylization of the names and this still gets me every time to the point where I put kind of put a joke about it in my book because I don't know how to say half these names like <laughs> is it G idol or idol I'm not really sure like you know yeah. if there's a, a period in there do I say it? I don't know. Right. Um, so then, like, I kind of have to go online and hope whoever's saying it is saying it correctly. Um, but there's still lots of times where I just will nope out of that and just <laughs> talk around it because I'm like, I really don't know how to say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we struggle with that all the time. Like, every time that singer Hazy comes up, I'm always like, Hazy, Hajit, Hajit, <laughs> that one. You know who I'm you talking know her. about. <laughs> yeah. And then, then I found out sometimes it's different in North America than it is in Korea. That blew my, I was like, okay, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point, I just hope for the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like how TV, we'll call them TVXQ, but everybody in Korea is going to call them Dongbang yeah, Dong Shiki. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> and I'm wait, like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. But they don't count. They have like six names. They're mm. just too complicated. <laughs> 
All right. Well, we learned a little bit about you and your origin story into K-pop. So now we want to dive in. And it's fun because the comeback is sort of your main character's origin story of K-pop. Yeah. (laughs) But before we get into it, I just wanted to ask, how do you pronounce your protagonist's name? I know her nickname is Ari, but can you say her whole name for us? Yep. So um, she goes by Ari, but she's Ariadne Huey. Okay, perfect. Ariadne. Yeah. Ariadne. I had to Google it because I honestly had never seen that name before in my life. And I, but I looked up, I feel like sometimes when you look up those YouTube, like how to pronounce a name, sometimes yes. I feel like they can't be trusted. So I, totally I was just agree. so curious. <laughs> yeah. And that's a name I've only ever seen written down. So I was like, before I venture into this, <laughs> let's get it on paper. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, so. She's such a fun character. She's very uh, focused on her work and everything. But before we talk a little bit about her, we wanted to ask some questions about your like general writing process, um, because you include so many great details in the book, Um, like even the name of the group's fandom, like you give them a name and then you give their fandom a name as well to kind of like round it out. So we wanted to ask, how far did you go in imagining the world of Starloon, which is the name of the group in the book um so as far as like their concepts and like the member names like you what gave does their them music all, like, sound like yeah, like, like i was so their curious styling and their sound like you gave them all stage names so like tell us more about starloon and everything you envisioned for them okay so um first i want to make it so that you could enjoy the book if you didn't know anything about k-pop and you mm-hmm. could enjoy the book if you listened to k-pop already um so i wanted to make sure that starloon which was originally called Star Moon, but then the short form was SM, so I changed it. Oh, uh, <laughs> good call. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to make sure that they would be realistic as a K-pop band who had been around for, for quite a long time. So um, they're, they've been around for about 10 years or so, so they've, they're not a debut group. Mm-hmm. So they've had time to work through concepts, learn the landscape, learn their abilities, grow as artists, grow as musicians, because what I really wanted was um, for Jihoon to be starting to struggle a bit with who is he as an artist? Mm-hmm. Um, and what does it mean when you have a fandom that expects something from you, but maybe you're you're ready to kind of move past that. Will they come with you? How do you know if you're actually really good or they're just your fans? Yeah. So I wanted him at that point in his career where... Um, he'd had success. So, you know, he wasn't, it wasn't all new to him. Um, he's still very grateful. He loves what he does. Um, so Starloon with that, they've gone through a lot of concepts. So, mm-hmm. uh, in the book they're they're they have a specific, very opulent, um, concept for the comeback that they do. Um, but they had gone through quite in my head, which is not in the book at all. <laughs> in my head, they had they've gone through it all. So they've had the, um, you know, uh, the dressing up like in the uh, schoolboy outfit fa- era. Of course, they mm-hmm. have had the like um, uh, the era where they're all kind of in like the black leather. Sure, the bad boy. Know, vampire. Yeah. yeah, they're like like the vampire black leather look. They've had that era. So. All of the fun, like when you think of the bands, all the ones they kind of go through, um, like the crop top era, all of that, yes. uh, they have gone through at some point because they've just been around for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've, they've had a chance to explore a lot of things. So their music has also uh, 
gone on that same journey. Um, and so they've got their, you know, kind of poppy songs, but the, the songs that I've made up for the book, they're all the more kind of like, not so much the, um, baby, I love you ones, which are mm-hmm. totally fun. And I have nothing against like pure, awesome pop songs. Um, but they, the ones that, that attract her are a little more on the like, um, multi, you know, sometimes you'll come across the songs that have like, there's the storyline, but then there's the, the poetry and then there's the meaning behind it that's open to interpretation. So those are the ones that, that Ari is kind of attracted to. So yeah, they do have like their, um, they've got their light sticks, they've got their fandom name, you know, they all have their stage names. Um, because I felt that was kind of a necessary to be honest if you were that if that level of band you weren't not going to have that thing mm-hmm. like you absolutely you know your fandom was obviously going to have to have a name mm-hmm. and you were yeah. going to love your fandom yes yeah yeah yeah. and I, I loved that you had him kind of at that crossroads of like okay so he's been an idol for 10 years and then now because it's interesting, like you were saying, you know, what kind of artist does he want to be? And it's like, well, that must be something that idols really do struggle with in that sense, because when they debut, especially they debut young and like they're debuting with music that they don't often make themselves. Right. It's like they've been given the idol persona by their companies. And so then it's a matter of like, well, if I choose to break away from that persona or be create my own persona, yeah, are my fans going to stick with me or will they leave? Because it was all a facade or like they only liked this one side of me um so that was a really interesting like journey um for Jihoon I thought thank you (laughs) yeah I also liked the maybe this is too spoiler I'll try to be vague (laughs) but I liked the exploration of him sort of confessing that there is a type of writer that the Mm. company wants him to publicly be known as Mm. um and that like he actually writes different music than they publicly credit him with because they don't want to like mess up his image and Mm -hmm. i don't know i just found all of that like very interesting and this book got me thinking a lot it got me thinking a lot about idols and their personal lives and their fans and like I don't know it just I it inspired a lot of thoughts in my head (laughs) yeah I I was doing the same thing like just because the relationship with the the fan and the idol is so intimate but not Mm -hmm. you know because um you see them on the lives and uh you see them in the reality shows and you know they're talking to you on Instagram like from bed like they just woke up in the morning uh, so you feel you like you know them, but do you? I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I I truly don't think that uh, someone who's that online all the time can be that different than what we see because I, I just don't know how you would keep that up. Sure. Mm-hmm. But I do definitely feel like you know with some idols, definitely they have said like. I try to be more cheerful for the fans because I don't want to bring them down, or you know. So there's still aspects of oneself where you clearly are just going to keep that for your intimate friends Mm -hmm. but I know I when I'm watching them I feel almost like I'm part of that group even though there's I can't be because we don't know each other Mm -hmm. right and they're speaking to three million people uh but it's just it's so fascinating to me like it's such an interesting relationship and structure Mm -hmm. um so I wanted to kind of like look into that a bit more and I want to do it from Ari's point of view as someone who wasn't a k-pop fan and didn't know anything about the industry 
for that kind of like, what is this aspect that I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us have when we first come into the fandom before it normalizes? Yes, absolutely. It does. It is very much a culture shock. Like when you come into it, I mean, that's the whole reason we created this podcast in the first place yes. is because we thought, how do you even wade through all of this stuff? And so then to kind of like Ari get just thrown into the deep end of it um, was so interesting. But I think you did a, so much of the like small details of the like reality of what it means to be an idol. Like it just felt so real. I think that's why it made us start thinking about all these different things of like, Oh, like what would that really be like of like, uh, you know, dealing with this or that aspect and not even just the relationship side, but even like I was saying about the personas or the copywriting song, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. It was, it yeah. The, the, overlap or the realism in the book I guess was really fun to read as a as a k-pop fan because then you know you automatically start attaching all these different things and we know that the work that the book is a work of fiction we will not ask about you know who so and so may be um but I did want to know I mean we as fans, we know so little about idol personal relationships, but we do know that they're often discouraged from having personal relationships, sometimes contracted from having them. So were there any sort of dating scandals or real life relationships that you kept in mind while planning the ups and downs of Ari and Jihoon's relationship? Um, well, actually, when I was writing it, both the Chen and um, Bobby stories came out. Oh, yeah. Dads, we love our dads. So those, Secret yeah, dads. Yeah, so those, those stories were actually happening kind of like as I was writing. And they're very different kind of, you know, um, uh, relationships. But I, I was looking at it to see the reaction of the fandoms. Um, and I was thinking, you know, how what their partners would have felt kind of in the lead up to that and then and then as it was breaking because um I feel especially for Chen it was like a very like to me because that was the first kind of instance I had seen of it I was like whoa oh yeah that was very shocking I'm used to North American Justin Bieber where everyone's like who's dating now yeah um so it was you know like oh yay baby time like everyone's super excited yeah where it was it's strange that you know, the, as it always is like the international fan reaction was like, Oh my God, yay babies. And the Korean fan reaction was burn all of his stuff. Yeah. Like protest protest outside. (laughs) Cause we don't, we hate him now. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was so, so, you know, like from my perspective, and this isn't to judge anyone, like anyone else's views on it because, you know, everyone comes into it with different uh, ideas on how things should be. But from the way, like, I see things, I was like, whoa, that's very different. That is a mm-hmm. very different reaction than mine, which was like, that's cool. Dude's like, yeah. what, 30 or something like that? <laughs> like, you know, seems like he might want to... Seems reasonable that yeah, he might want to get family, married and have a like family that. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so uh, I looked at them a bit, but I didn't want to do too much because I knew where I wanted their relationship to go. And I knew how I wanted Jihoon to react. I knew how I wanted Ari to react. So I was mostly kind of looking at it for those kind of reactions, which were, were new to me. But I knew how I wanted those two individuals mm-hmm. yeah. to kind of be dealing with it. Yeah. Um, which, interesting, did actually change over the course. When I was writing the book, um, Jihoon's reaction in particular kind of changed uh, over the different drafts. 
Oh, really? Without spoiling how he reacts in the final draft, can you tell us a little bit about how or why you changed his reaction? If you can't, we'll cut. Um, we'll put it in the Patreon if it's not possible <laughs> okay. to be unspoiled. Okay, let me think of how to phrase this. Because he's in a band mm-hmm. of members that he loves. These are his best friends. These are his family. They are the people that he's depended on and who have depended on him for years. Right. Um, like the the most craziest points of his life. Those are the guys that were there for him. Mm-hmm. And now he's looking at a situation that could destroy everything that they've worked so hard for. And if he goes with his heart, like he could blow everything up. Yeah. But he'll maybe be happy. Um, but if he goes to support the band, Ari, his love, will be very unhappy. Right. So right. he's really torn. Which way do I go? Like, um, how how do I navigate wanting to make everybody happy mm-hmm. and me happy? Um, I wanted to have it so he didn't come off like a dick. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, honestly, you know, because there are, there are some ways that you could write that where it's like, he's like, no, you know, it's time that I strike out for myself and Starloon goodbye, which is, mm-hmm. but it didn't match his character. It mm-hmm, wouldn't yeah. match the kind of person that he was in the book. Um, who loves his members, mm-hmm. right? I totally did just want to like compliment you. And I feel like you did a very good job in that like rom-com way of like not making him a hateable person. Like throughout the book before she knows the truth, he never lies to her. He never yeah. lies. <laughs> he like, never lies. He just omits like details yeah. that would put it all together. But he's like, I live with my friends. I work in the music industry. Like he says yeah. enough that there's, it isn't a lie. I think there's like one or two points where he doesn't lie. He just straight up ignores the question. <laughs> like yeah. she asks him something and he's like, mm, this is delicious. <laughs> and she's like, he changed the subject, but then it just keeps going. <laughs> But you're right. He's he's never a dick in the right. even when he is struggling right. with that, um, which yeah. is very well done. And I, I would be both of them. I would be so curious, and I don't know if we would get this answer from our listeners because if somebody who listens to this podcast knows enough about K-pop, but I'd be very curious about a reader who knows nothing, who is like on Ari's side and knows nothing about K-pop, how they would view like the third act uh, drama. Yeah. Because I was totally on his side because I, I understood what it all meant. <laughs> but she too. didn't understand why I was like, yep. but girl, you don't get it. You can't yeah. date him. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I was would, like, you don't know what he's invested already. You don't get like, it. You don't yeah. understand what he's given up for this. And like, but yeah, as someone who is not immersed in that world, would they be they on her be side much more and be like, why didn't this guy just yeah. choose her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Like, I love him. He <laughs> is like, I just love everything about him. Um, and I too was on his side at the end. <laughs> very, very much on his side. And I'm like. This is his life, <laughs> you know. Um, I too would be like I've had people um, who haven't been into K-pop read the book, and they're like, "Oh, cool! Like I didn't know a thing about it. I learned something now." I've, you know, it goes everywhere from I'll give a couple song- songs a shot to Oh my God! I just went to my first ATs concert because of your book, which was wow, amazing. <laughs> yeah, which was super super cool. But no one's actually mentioned that and now i too am super curious as to where they would land yeah 
because it's written kind of, like it's written first person from Arya's point right. of view. Mm-hmm. So you know we're kind of uh, primed to sort of be on her side, um, which is why I was trying really hard to make Jihoon. Um, in the beginning, when he's kind of hiding it from her, you could only let that go for so long before it's mm-hmm. like, this is, you're getting a little bit irredeemable, dude. Like, right. Mm-hmm. You got to fess up. Um, in a previous draft, I had stretched it a bit further. And I was like, that's not, there's mm, no Too way. far. Like, yeah. 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 It, it was just too far. So it I. It gets I, into I, unforgivable territory at yeah. some point. Right. Yeah. It, there comes a point where it's like, we have done things. And I, like, you did not tell me the truth, so this is super uncool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I like where I stopped it because um, I feel with his reasons, like, when he, ex- she when she finally gave him a chance to explain himself, like, I feel like those are, to me, kind of like, okay, we can see where this goes reasons, mm-hmm. not like, oh, my God, I totally understand you're an amazing human, but I'll give you a second chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is kind of where I wanted them to be. Well, I think you did a good job. You yeah. balanced it well. Absolutely. Thank you. No Thank one you. came across as a villain, I think. <laughs> At least not in the main couple. Right. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. But we want to change gears a little bit and talk um, sort of about the like non-K-pop side of it because of course, like her relationship with Jihoon is is a huge part and the, the obviously the main crux of the drama. But we learn a lot about Ari and, and we see her at work and we see her with her family and her identity as a Canadian specifically is very important to her and it features throughout the whole novel and her relationships with her co-workers and how she feels seen by other people so we wanted to know why was it important to you to include that piece of Ari's personality Ari is a uh, Chinese Canadian mm-hmm. um but uh her family is not like like they it's not like they just immigrated uh to Canada so mm-hmm. um she doesn't have I'm going to say what I think a lot of people assume um, a child of an immigrant experience is. Like, uh, I feel that there are people who kind of see what someone looks like and they can as- they assume, sure. oh, you're, fr- you're new to the country, which is simply not true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something you hear a lot. So I wanted to make it very clear that, you know, Asian immigrants have been in Canada for quite a long time. They are Canadians. Um, I think there are definitely still people who have a very specific idea of what a Canadian is Mm -hmm. and it's not a not a Chinese woman that's for sure um which is completely wrong I feel I should say that just just in case anyone's gonna misinterpret uh (laughs) not true um so it was important for me to to bring that in because uh you know I think obviously representation is important in books um in romance representation is definitely improving but it's not um I think close to where it could be and Ari in particular, uh, she works in kind of a big law job, um, which is a conservative field mm-hmm. that is filled with a lot of people who don't look like her yeah. um, and kind of let her know it. So it's something, I, I, an experience that I wanted to um, bring out in the book because it's important that people know that this still happens. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of bias discrimination still happens. Uh, I think sometimes people are like, oh, things are getting better. Um, maybe in some places there, maybe they definitely aren't. So it was important for me to just have those messages in the book. Absolutely. And I thought they dovetailed really well with like the way with the rest of the story, you know, it didn't feel like, Oh, this is a romance novel. So like, why are you including this? It felt 
very much like just fleshing out the whole picture of who she was, especially because for both Ari and Jihoon, I think a large part of their arc aside from just their romance is about figuring out who they want to be. Um, and yeah. so then in order to do that, we have to have an idea of how she already sees herself. And of course, like the interactions that you have, the microaggression she, she deals with, like all of that factors in um, to how we perceive ourselves and how we carry ourselves. Um, so yeah. I thought it was well done. Yeah, that's it exactly. I think you put it really well. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I was curious about in a side character way is the other two K-pop novels that we've read on this podcast mm -hmm. also included like a very important sister relationship, but the sister relationship yeah. in the comeback is incredibly strained. Um, and so I was just curious what maybe your like motivations behind that were. Cause I just thought it was really interesting because she has her best friend, Hannah, who's really great. But yeah. like, I feel like usually sister characters are there to just be like, it's me, your sister, mm. your greatest supporter. But like, she has a bad relationship with her sister and it's really important for the whole novel. Um, so I was just kind of curious about that. I think part of that is the YA um, adult romance difference. Because mm. um, I find in the YA books that I read, often there is that kind of like... Um, support that different sister relationship mm -hmm. but by the time like Ari's in her early 30s by the time you get that there's just so much more history under the bridge with your sibling in the different paths that you've gone that there's more to a bit more to explore mm -hmm. um than when you're you know 15 and 8 or you know 18 and, and 12 it's not that those relationships aren't important it's just there's just you've had a lot more to deal with this person so in the book Phoebe is the sister um, she's kind of a nomad. So if you imagine Ari as just like straight arrow, knows exactly what you want, very ambitious, goal-driven, Phoebe is not like that. Uh, and the strain came when um, Phoebe had been on the Ari path. So uh, Phoebe's the elder sister. She had been on that path to be the lawyer, fulfill the dad's dreams, and she noped out of it. Mm -hmm. She's just like, you know what? I can't, I can't do it. Um, and she kind of up and left leaving Ari feeling abandoned. Yeah. But also like she now had sole responsibility to fulfill all these dreams. Mm -hmm. So, you know, before there was someone yeah, else to, to fill in that gap, to fill in that gap. That's it. Exactly. And she's also resentful. She's resentful, not just that her sister left. She's resentful that her sister kind of had the courage to do what she wanted with her life. So there's an aspect of that envy when you see someone living the life uh, that you sometimes didn't even realize you wanted, but you're just, you're angry, but you don't know why. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you realize, oh, it's because I wanted those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you haven't gotten to the point where you let yourself realize it or you've, you're even able to realize it yet. Um, so I wanted Phoebe to be a bit of a foil for, for Ari and an inspiration. Absolutely. Yes, definitely an inspiration for her because we see that in both both Ari and her roommate Hannah have very complicated relationships with their families and like a big part of their character arc is kind of learning not only how to set boundaries for with their families, but also how to sort of balance the expectations their parents put on them with the person that they want to be as individuals, right? And so can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about that dynamic within the families? Because it wasn't just an Ari. Like, we saw that with Hannah, too. I, I loved the, without spoiling too much, but the cathartic moment where Hannah finally stands <laughs> up for herself. I was like, yes! <laughs> oh, my God. 
Me too. That felt so good to write. (laughs) The whole time, like, there were so many moments throughout the book where I was like, no, Hannah, like, I'm so sorry. Like, they would FaceTime and she was, like, sad eating pizza. And I was like, you can eat whatever you want. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, Hannah actually makes an appearance in the book I wrote after this, too. Uh, Oh, really? I loved her her so much. I loved her so much. Um, So, yeah. So... I think it's just that families are complicated. It, mm-hmm. And, you know, these happen to be Asian families. But expectations aren't just on Asian parents to Asian kids. They, every, like, no parent is going to be like, yeah, I hope you are never happy and live in a basement the rest of your life. Like, nobody mm-hmm. wants that yeah. for their kids. <laughs> um, but the problem, I think, comes when parents think what they want for their kids is actually what their kids need. Mm. And often what they want for their kids is something they didn't have or a dream that they couldn't achieve or, um, you know, something that they think is better than what they had, but to uh, the child is more constraining or harder Mm. or not what they want. Um, And I don't, I honestly don't know anybody who has not struggled with, with that in a family. Yeah. Like if you have a family, I think that just comes with the territory that you are um, eventually going to have a point in your life where your parents going to be like, I want you to do this, or I think you should do that. Uh, and you'd be like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I remember, I think the only time that my dad hung up on me on the phone is when I called him and said I was changing my major in university and I was going to be a tour guide. And he just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And then he called back and he's like, I am not paying this much for university for you to be a tour guide. Um, and then he hung up again. So, you know, like... Uh, there are, and I still think tour guide is like such a super awesome job, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did not become a tour guide, uh, but I did change my major, but mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody kind of has those. They want you to be a lawyer. You want to be an artist. They want you to be an artist. You want to be an engineer, you know, mm-hmm. just everybody has such high hopes for their kids and their family, um, that you can't get away from that and I think uh in a book in particular I really like looking at those kinds of uh relationships Mm -hmm. um and and where they go and the impact they have yeah it was it was fun to read like as an adult like having these you know sort of similarly aged characters like navigating because I think we've said this before but it all felt very realistic um and I think that there are so many so many aspects of not just Hannah and Ari, but like even Phoebe or their parents or Jihoon and like, yeah, Jihoon's an idol and like that's very unrelatable, but there are other aspects of his personality or the things that he's dealing with in his life that like, I felt like you could kind of empathize or relate to at least something with everyone in the book. Yay. <laughs> that makes me really, that makes me really happy. <laughs> Uh, before we get our next questions are sort of silly and fun. Um, but before we get into those, anything else we want to mention? Any other deep questions we want to ask about the book? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I think we've I think we've gotten into the the, the depth, heart of the it. meat of it. Okay, great. Yeah. And we're gonna start with some silly things. And my okay. very first, because I I'm you know visual learner, love to like picture people in my brains. So. If you could have an all idol cast for the, you know, Netflix movie of the comeback, who would you top three choices for Jihoon and Adi? 
who would you cast? <laughs> okay. Now, I want to stress, I did not, did not, did not <laughs> um, base Jihoon on any particular idol. For like, sure. Honestly, Let the I record did not. Show. I watched, I watched not so anyone. many different, you know, shows, Kingdom, Legendary War. Like, I watched so, so much TV. Um, I would say, in looks... Maybe Mingyu from Seventeen. Okay. Ooh, good choice. Yeah, that kind of look. I also think maybe Hong Jun from Eighties. Okay. I think is like a very oh, yeah. Um, you know, I've seen him in a few interviews, and yeah, it's definitely the mm, that's a the face. triangle face. <laughs> Absolutely. Same as like Tail from NTT. Mm, oh um, yeah, the we call those dangerous face. faces. They are dangerous yes. faces. I call them cat faces. Like yeah, Felix yeah, yeah. has the same kind of like yes, that very. That, like, I don't know, pointy, yeah. and it just like draws you in with all the angles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, if we're just talking very shallowly in terms of looks. Sure. Um, in terms of, like, personality, though, a bit minnow from from Shiny, I think. Like, right. Just, like, an like an all-round nice guy. Yeah. Um, but mixed with a bit of sugar from BTS. Like, that kind of introverted, artist extremely kind of talented thing. Yeah. artist yeah, yeah, yeah. thing going on. Um, so I don't know if that helps the casting at all. No, I love uh, it. I, I was just going to say that who I pictured while I was trying to read the book, I pictured Jihoon kind of looking like Park So Joon just because I feel like he's the most handsomest actor in the whole world. So like, yes. It's true. But I also, because you described Jihoon as having a very large tattoo, I was also picturing DPR Ian because he's so hot. <laughs> So I put the tattoo. I added the tattoo in later because I'm like, great choice. He needs tattoo. Oh my god, he needs a tattoo. Uh, he needed the tattoo. Yes, <laughs> he, he did. And I literally wrote that down as like, I don't have a question about this, but I just love that he had a tattoo. <laughs> and like the yeah. moment when that was like, Revealed. that was such a good moment when it was described and like a bit like movie. Oh, it was great. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah, he loved it. he had to have it. It had to be a tiger. Mm-hmm. Um. Just because I love tigers. It had to be enormous. Mm, (laughs) It had to be enormous. It had to be like where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, if he, like, when he lifts his arm, it just shows a little bit Mm -hmm. from the bottom of his shirt. (laughs) Um, What about Ari? Do you have a picture of her? Okay. I I can't remember her name. I'm totally blanking her name, but you know the woman who was in um, It's Okay to Not Be Okay? Oh my God, yes. Why is her name um, not coming to me either right now? But her. Her. Yeah. Uh, like, she's just got that cool... Like, Ari is admittedly, like, at times kind of a hot mess, but her her kind of, like, work persona and stuff is, like, you know, she wants to be very cheerful, but she's also very confident and cool, and I feel that actor is... She seems so cool. Oh, yeah. She is so effortlessly cool, and she's stunning, like, so beautiful yeah. in a way that... Definitely, like, Ari, I think you could, like, she could dress it down, you know? Like, when she puts her kind of, like, armor on and puts her hair in a bun, like, and then lets it down to show, you yeah. know, her freer side. Soyeji. That's yeah. her name. Soyeji. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, like, I and I just, 
That would, oh my god, can you imagine? That would be so great. That would be, be so cool. fun. Yeah, be I so like, cool. I feel like I couldn't, maybe it's just my own thing with like first person novels. I feel like I couldn't picture Ari because I was just seeing things out of oh, her oh, eyes. Oh, yeah. But I, for Hannah, my dream casting of Hannah would be Tiffany from Girls' Generation. I was just like picturing <gasps> happy, smiley, beautiful Tiffany in that role that's a good i don't know many girl groups but if she's happy smiling yes yeah um she is like that she is just a very friendly you know the extrovert everyone knows Mm -hmm. the extrovert Mm -hmm. that's not me but people (laughs) (laughs) okay so my next silly question is in your opinion what would be the biggest pro and the biggest con of dating an idol all right I have questions. Okay. okay. Because because it would depend on like is this an active idol? Like are we talking someone a re, like a more of a retired idol or are we talking like an active on tour comebacks fully Good working? Right, cuz those all inform a lot of things. And I say active yeah. idol. Maybe somebody of a similar status to Jihoon, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. long established wow. but still popular idol. Mhm. Okay. So there's a lot of caveats here. And the primary caveat is I would have to be living in Seoul or they would have to be living in Toronto. The long distance thing would just be too hard. Right. Um, so let's assume that I live in Seoul because I'd love to go to Seoul. Yes. Um, and honestly, I don't know why. I don't know why they'd be in Toronto. Yeah, so. all the hypotheticals that have to happen in universe for this to be true yeah. are true. Yeah. All, all of the caveats are true. Um, like, I think the pros would be being able to experience a world so different from what I know. And I am mm-hmm. obsessed with behind the scenes stuff. Ooh, yes. Like I am dying to know um, what happens like at, um, you know, the big music award shows. Like what's it actually like? Like where do you go? You go to the red carpet, you take your photos, then what happens? Mm-hmm. Suddenly you're at your seat. But, you know, I want to know all of those kind of little, little things. Yeah. yeah. Um, or like behind you know, the scenes of the music shows. Yeah. yeah music bank. Yes. All, mm-hmm. all the behind the scenes stuff, all the figuring out the logistics of, um, like I think K-pop marketing professionals just are a different level completely. Mm-hmm. It'd be so interesting to be able to see that happening, um, as part of that person's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest con I think would be, well, I mean the time commitment, you would never seen them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but also the the scrutiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you would not be able to set a foot wrong. Um yeah. you know, you would if you they didn't no one knew about it, you, I think you'd be kinda of living in fear that people would that people would. Mm-hmm. I wonder that all yeah. the time about all of the like second gen, first gen idols that are married to not yeah. famous people and their yeah. identities are more or less a secret. Like I feel like maybe there is probably some you know, comfort and the like people don't put pictures of you on the internet, but like they could, like mm-hmm. if they find yeah. you out, like, yeah. or whatever, yeah. like, and then I also wonder if I'm sure that the idols love the privacy and it's actually fine, but like, I don't know. I wonder if like, you know, if an idol who's married to a non-famous person, like would like to take them to a red carpet event mm-hmm. once, like maybe they yeah. would like to take yeah. a picture with their partner and show people how pretty their wedding was or whatever. But like, but no one can't. can see it. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a big no. Yeah. 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 And I think there's just a lot of um, the everyday stuff you couldn't do. Like you couldn't just be like, let's go get a coffee mm-hmm. or let's go for a walk or, you know, we're at a bananas. 
we need to go to the store. Yeah. Um, like, I think that that's what makes relationships. Like, all the little things over the course of the day, the how are yous, the we're out of bananas, the, you know, have you paid the gas bill? Like, it's all those things that kind of make the relationship, not like the big, you know, date night stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the constantly growing together and chatting about this weird stuff that comes over the, your head the course of the day. But if you're working, you know, 18 hours and then you're on V-Lives for like another two hours, you're kind of giving all those thoughts to so many other people. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, true. And you're, but I think in a, I'm going to say regular relationship between normals, <laughs> you know, like we don't talk to that many people over a course of the day or we don't need yeah. to be on that often over the course of the day. Mm-hmm. And we don't have that like parasocial relationship where like, yeah, yeah be, like you were just saying, like the, there's so many idols that are almost like their fans, boyfriends or whatever. Like that's a really common line too. Of like, Oh, are you dating anyone? And it's like, my fans my are fans. my only love or yes. whatever. And it's yeah. like, Oh, and then, well, then you're like, giving all but, of that. But what about me? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, well, if you're giving all of that to your yeah. fans, what is left for me? Like the yeah. two hours that you're asleep in the day. Like, right. cool. Yeah. Great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just like, I also think it'd be tough, you know, again, like if um, they're in a band with members I think they just have to be so close. So, you know, I don't know, like if you've dated somebody with a really close group of friends, the fear that they don't like you. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I think if, you know, you're like, but do they like me? Like that would be really Mm -hmm. tough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting in the book that there is that bit of tension tension where one of the members of Jihoon's group is kind of just like, generally against all of it because they know the risk that she poses by Mm -hmm. existing and so like that's a kind of very interesting dynamic to be like oh i'm happy for my friend to be in a relationship but the relationship is threatening all of our livelihoods and that like that would be like a very stressful dynamic for a dinner party like (laughs) yes yeah 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 especially if that kind of thing happened like let's say for example and obviously I don't think this is true because like Chen was supposedly with his wife for years but let's say that like the members didn't know about her and like didn't meet her until after the news broke yeah like that would be an awkward dinner I think (laughs) that would not that would be very interesting to witness yeah Yeah. fly on the wall but I don't want to be the girl (laughs) yeah totally and it doesn't like it the character kit in the book it doesn't make him a bad person no it's totally reasonable he's looking at it from a totally different Mm -hmm. perspective of a dude who's not in love yeah (laughs) yeah my next question is not about the comeback it's actually about your first book the stand-in which we were also lovingly sent a copy of and got to read as well (laughs) um and the stand-in is about chinese movie stars so i was just curious if you are a fan of chinese cinema or c drama and if so is there something you would recommend to our listeners to check out okay this is embarrassing i actually don't watch a lot of tv like shows i find it's really hard um to focus on visual things so I, anytime anyone asks me for recommendation, it takes me like ages to get through K-dramas because each thing's like an hour and a half long oh, and yeah. they're all 16 episodes. Yeah, sometimes so I'm working so through like, I <laughs> am still working through Tales of Nine Tales 
you know, it's been two months, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm working on The Untamed, the C drama. Because there's, I don't know, 50 but something episodes. 50 episodes <laughs> and they're all oh like God. an hour and the timeline is a little bit unclear. So yeah, it takes a like, long time to get so I think there. I'm on, I think I'm on 12 <laughs> and it's taken me probably six months yeah. to get here. That sounds right. Um, yeah. So, um, no. That's okay. <laughs> I was just curious. Yeah. Um, but I liked both. I liked both books, so I recommend the stand-in as well. Like, yeah. oh, thank you. Not thank K-pop you. related, but still a fun, a little fun story. A fun romp. <laughs> um, okay, I think all we have left are possibly spoilery comments or questions. So these might go in the Patreon, or they might stay in the episode. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but the so first thing I can was speak that, freely now. So yes, I'm now you okay. can speak freely. as freely yes. as you wish. Another detail that I just really loved, like to the point that like I read it and then I had to like lay the book down and just like think about it for a minute, <laughs> which was the first time that Ari gets to see Starloon in concert. And then I just like, I was so overwhelmed by like thinking about what that would be like. Like she fell in love with this person when she knew nothing about this job and then to like see him in this totally different light as the person that like most people know him as and like just thinking about how wild that would be yeah like for anybody who's ever dated any idol or even people who are just like childhood friends with or siblings of mm-hmm. like what it would be like to know one version of a person and then see the stage version yeah. of them because we've talked about that so much on the show that a lot of idols don't even feel that connected to their stage versions of themselves mm. and think of them as totally like as two different people. Um, and I was just like so fascinated by that that I had to like stop and just like think about yeah. it for a minute. Yeah. So part of that came with, um, do you remember the, do you remember the pandemic? I mean, <laughs> um, but you know, when you saw like, you know, all of a sudden you're sharing your house with like roommates or your partner and all of a sudden you saw them in work mode mm. and you're just yes. like, whoa, that is not, that is a new you. Like yeah, I you did hear not their know. customer service voice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or even there was one tweet that went around. It was like this woman going like, I just realized I'm married to a let's circle back guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, it is just like suddenly when you see like, even if they're not on a stage, mm-hmm. but sometimes like, you know, you see a friend and um, they're a singer or a performer in some way. And then you go to see one of their shows, you're like, whoa, that charisma. You just kind of like, where did that come from? Because uh, you know them as the person who held your hair back and you're throwing up the right, right, yeah. before, but, um And there they are, like charming, you know, a thousand people or whatever. So I was trying like, Ari feels it on a much grander scale. And with the sheer physicality of a K-pop concert, um, because I know when I went to my first one, it, it was physically overwhelming. Mm-hmm. What was your first concert, BTW? Okay, so actually the first one I saw was Epic High, and it was in a smaller venue. Nice. So that wasn't as bad. The The physicality from that came from it was my first show after lockdown. Mm. So it was just like... Generally overwhelming. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I saw Seventeen. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And I had big good tour. seats. Yeah. I had great seats and it was like, you know, 18 hours long and there's like <laughs> lasers and people and costume changes and the screaming, like the, the music was actually not super loud, but 
I was, came up, my like head was ringing from the screaming of everyone around me. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Really good show. Yeah. Um, I, I listened to your, I spoiled it for myself because I listened to your, um, your review before I went to oh, sleep. Okay. Oh, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I kind of know what this atlas is like. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah. So, and, and for her, because she's not a pop culture person in any sort mm-hmm. of way, she hadn't really been to a concert. Right. So this was, it was like a triple whammy of seeing Jihoon in a K-pop concert, which we know is like production values mm-hmm. beyond compare, in an environment where she hasn't had that kind of, the pressure of the noise. Mm. Um, and she's looking super hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I think was very important to point out. Uh, so yeah, so for her, it's, the whole thing's very overwhelming. And then, as you said, to see him on those screens as an idol and i just think the name idol is also so fascinating like yeah. uh, it's just such a it has such a different connotation than star yeah yes, yes it does um and i i just yeah so that is also one of my favorite scenes yeah yay i, I know and it's so fun to see like because i feel like one of the things that would be the most shocking is seeing everybody else react to them yeah. like oh they show up on the screen like at the beginning of their opening meant and like it's his turn to speak and everybody loses their mind for like a whole yeah. minute before he can even say hello like if that was my partner or even just like brother or like something I would just be like what on earth? Like this guy leaves yeah. his dirty socks everywhere. Let me yeah. tell you, or whatever. Like, right? You know, yeah. just like, y'all don't so even awesome. know. You him. don't even know. <laughs> and then it's the screen, but it's also the they hold up their hand and everybody stops. Stops. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, could you imagine? You'd be like, the power on earth. Yeah. yeah. I I've always thought performers are so interesting. Like the way. Um, especially when you see them in these huge arenas in these huge stadiums and they're so tiny on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, 20, 40,000 people who are so intent um, on this one person. I, I just think it's just so like, it speaks a lot to the power that uh, art and music has mm-hmm. um, and the connection and community that people feel when they, they go to shows. Um, it's just really interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I am not a performer. I am. I get stage fright. Like, I, you know, I hear about people who go on stage and they're like, I'm not alive until I'm on stage. And I'm like, oh, my God, we are different people. Yeah. Um, well, especially on like a K-pop stage. Yeah. Because that is like I'll see footage of and, you know, we've been to those concerts where it's like a huge stadium or something. But then like, you know, you see like footage of an EXO concert where they show you the light stick yeah. ocean and it's overwhelming as an audience yeah. like I will be sitting on my own couch alone at home and have like a wave of anxiety just looking at how many people are in that stadium and then to know yeah. that they're like all there for you or like yes. watching the 17 movie and they're like beneath the stage like and they take their in-ear out so they can hear the crowd and like DK gets like afraid he's like oh it's too loud and he gets like nervous and like puts his ear head ear in ear back in or whatever Oh, I don't know. I couldn't handle yeah. it. Yeah, I just think that <laughs> I don't... Like dancing and singing yeah. and and controlling your facial expressions and making sure you're at the right camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and being like, on 100% and being all on the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And if you blow it, 
there's like five other people around you doing the right thing so everybody knows you've blown it mm-hmm. like, yeah. and least, there's a thousand like like cameras on just yes, you who definitely you, caught that and it's yeah. gonna be online <laughs> yeah um yeah it's a uh, I can't even imagine like mm. uh, you know the training I think gets you so far and then it's just like I especially now when they're debuting idols like so young I think like it is uh, to me I just don't know how you would handle that. And that just could be my anxiety. And mm-hmm. they're just completely different people who um, have the nerves of a surgeon. Mm-hmm. But um, I I would find that frightening rather than exhilarating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad there's people out there who do find it exhilarating. And then I can watch them. And we just get exactly. to watch. Exactly. And we can, we can yeah. benefit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, we had such a fun time reading the book. We had such a fun time talking to you about the book as well. I know we covered all kinds of different aspects of it, some spoilery and some not. Is there any sort of final message that you either hope your readers get out of this book or that you would like to give to potential readers? Um, well, everyone who listens will be a K-pop fan, so uh, I don't have to give my please give K-pop. It's a super, super fun, awesome genre message. Um, <laughs> there are 10 boy band songs in the book. However, I lost my list, so I don't remember what they are. Uh, so good luck finding them. <laughs> <laughs> but they are in there as Easter eggs. Um, uh, I hope you enjoy the book. Um, and yeah, I think that's. It's mostly just I hope it, you read it and it gives you a few fun hours. Absolutely. Fantastic. It is, it is a great a great read. Super fun. Great like little bath time beach day read. It was so fun. I read it in like two nights yeah. before bed. <laughs> oh. Just like zoomed right through it. Is there anywhere that you would like readers or listeners to reach out to you if they want to like send you a comment of the book or be shout you out, say, hey, this was so great? Yeah, I'm mostly on uh, Instagram, actually. So it's um, at Lily Chu Author. And my website is lilychuauthor.com. So there's sign-ups to my newsletter. Um, I don't spam people. It's mostly just like, hey, something's happening. Um, and I love hearing from people. So um, if you want to chat about K-pop or writing stuff or Toronto, uh, which I know is fascinating to everybody. Everybody loves Toronto. We have a lot, um, of, Canadian a lot of Canadian listeners. They're going to reach out to you. Um, well, fantastic. We actually have a bit of a giveaway, yes. I believe. We're going to be able to give away a couple of copies to the comeback to a couple of lucky listeners. As long as you live in the United States or Canada, you are eligible to win a book. <laughs> so this week's episode on the Instagram post for this week's episode, just leave a comment, any old comment, and we will choose winners from the comment leavers. Um, and once again, just make sure you're in the US or Canada so that we can send you one. Um, but also, if you don't win the giveaway, you can find the comeback starting May 9th at anywhere that books are sold, but we would recommend bookshop.org because that is a way to order books online from a local shop mm-hmm. and support local business. Um, and also there is an audiobook that is already available that is narrated by Philippa Sue from Hamilton. Yes, yes. I saw that she yes. also narrated the stand-in. And as soon as I, I was did. like, what? I know that name. <laughs> yes, she is amazing. Amazing. As you would expect. Yes. Um, she's a great Ari. She's a fantastic Gracie. Um, I would, I, I think I love her. 
Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So check those out wherever books are found. Um, and we'll be right back with, with a, a random, random game. game. <laughs> All right, we are back. And this week, the random number generator gave us a girl group that debuted in 2014. And that is Laboom. Yes, also appropriate in terms of idle romances, as Absolutely. we chatted about during our break. Laboom had a very f- infamous scandal that resulted in one of the members having to leave after her secret relationship with the drummer of FT Island was revealed. They are now married and they have three children. So sure that do. ended quite nicely, aside from her getting kicked out of her group. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Laboom debuted as a six member group um, and they released. Two full studio albums, three EPs, and one, two, three, four, five, six single albums between 2014 and 2022. And the group is like technically not disbanded. Like at the end of 2022, they all started leaving the company and they put out like a vague, like, this doesn't mean Laboom is disbanded, like announcement, but like they always do. But they are. They are. Um, and I feel like that Laboom was, I could be wrong because I haven't dug into their discography, but I feel like in my mind's eye, Laboom was like a fairy idol group. That's what I always pictured them as as well. Like I think that they were like girly girly girls. Mm-hmm. Especially um, because I feel like that's part of the reason it was so shocking that she was not only dating but also pregnant out of wedlock yes true because she was also she was an innocent fairy i'm pretty sure she was eight she was young she was young so it was like fun (laughs) teen dating scandal teen pregnancy it's like got all the elements not all but they're not all the companies very cute (laughs) and the kids are so big now like i feel like time every time i see them on instagram i'm like because the twins i feel like the twins were just born and they're like Oh, kindergarten or something like it's crazy. (laughs) Um, Time is wild. But anyway, we are going to watch Laboom's most popular music video, which is from 2016. And it is called Fresh Adventure. Mm -hmm. And this video has 10 million views. Also, Lily is still here with us. Yes. (laughs) So she will be joining us for this wonderful random game. I have not heard this band, but that's never stopped me from giving an opinion before. So. Okay, great. <laughs> great. Yeah, we, we often get <clears throat> random game groups we've never heard of That's before, the joy so. of the random game. It's always a ride. All right. So if you guys would like to watch this along with us, please pull up Laboom Fresh Adventure and press play when I say go. Three, two, one. These girls look very sleepy. Okay, we've got... Oh, there's a lot of them. Why are there so many? Oh, these must be backup dancers. Wait. No, I'm confused. Me too, because I thought there was only six people in this group. But there's like nine people in that dance stage. Oh, yeah, I guess the ones in the blue shirts are probably backup dancers. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've got, okay, so we've got, like, them being cute in a house, and then them dance. One of them is, what is that, like, lace poncho? Oh, it's like a curtain she has wrapped around herself. (laughs) I thought she was wearing, like, I don't know, a poncho. Oh, this song. I know this song. 
These are very cute, kind of like um, two-tone skirts. Yeah, yeah, those cheerleader outfits, like when they yeah. turn on the side and it all looks yellow. That, that was, was cool. so fun. The one in the blue sleeves here, that's our mom. Ah, uh, that one in the back. Yeah. It looks like they're having picnics, but indoor picnics, but also outdoor picnics. Yes, yeah. it's all picnic themed. <laughs> also, I'm just noticing that they happen to like put something in front of her every time. Like, me, is she already pregnant? <laughs> like, why is oh, she holding the pillow every time? <laughs> Look! Uh, I don't know. I just remember when they were on Mr. House Husband, she like talked about how there was a point where like her costume wouldn't zip and like everyone was like really freaking out oh, about no. it. Oh God. There's a big con. <laughs> yeah, there's a con. <laughs> Your costumes. Oh no, she's alone. This is such a cute little picnic though with this little Airstream and this VW bug. I would go to this picnic for sure. Mm -hmm. Also, I know. they're dancing with baguettes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. I love when they, when they turn, turn and it becomes yellow. That is so fun. Yeah. I am loving this vibe. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was just gonna say. Like they always have the cutest little like camp setups. They're so picturesque. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of like that filter where it all looks a little dreamy. Mm -hmm. Yes. The slight, like, gauzy, smoky. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sparklers. Oh, and a sparkler moment is always so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. It is interesting that they include a few backup dancers. Yeah, because it is a little bit hard to tell them apart. Oh, I'm kind of loving those red shoes. Mm-hmm. Oh, with they the little white socks. Red heels. Yeah. With the little white socks. Oh, they like transported from inside the, from the forest to the city. That was magical. <laughs> Okay, I want that sailor suit, that sailor shirt in the blue. I love sailor stuff. It's yes. my weakness. <laughs> it is so cute. Aww. Aww, sparklers. Spelling their name with the sparklers. <gasps> it was all a dream. It's always all a dream. Oh, no, but, but she's, she's got, got stuff in her hair. In her hair. So it was real. Wow. Oh, now she's happy. <laughs> cute. Yay. Very cute. Love boom. Adorable. Amazing. Yeah, love that. Um, yeah, so that's La Boom. That was a piece of La Boom. Um, I do think, I feel like I've been, I mean, there's been so many constant announcements lately about Queendom Puzzle, but I mm. feel like a La Boom or two is going on Queendom Puzzle. I'm oh. so excited about Queendom Puzzle. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I love the, I love a sad, a sad reality show where it's a bunch of people who've like already debuted and things are bad and they try it again on no, a I hate survival that. that's show. My, that's <laughs> my stress. Those really stress me out. Yeah. I'm like, no, I can't. What if this is their last chance? Yeah. And then they bit, biff, like, nope, mm, yeah. nope. Well, I'll be watching yeah, that on yeah. Patreon. So <laughs> <laughs> watch it with me. 
Um, uh, and make sure that you get your own copy of the comeback, either at bookshop.org or the audio version narrated by Philip Sue, both available now uh, wherever you buy your books and your audio books. Um, thank you so much, Lily, for joining us. We had such a great time reading your book and chatting with you about it. This was a delight. Thank you for coming. Oh, my gosh. I This was awesome. I had <laughs> such a good time. Thank you so much for having me. This was a, this was really fantastic. Yay. Yay. It was really great to have you. Um, No pressure if not, but the end of the episode is technically weekly recommendation time. And other than reading your incredible book, is there anything that you want to recommend to the listeners? It doesn't have to be a new thing. So there, I just finished YN by Esther Yee, I think, which is this other K-pop book. That's been recommended to us a couple of times. It's a very different kind of book. It's very literary. Um, I listened to it, and I think I would have preferred to actually read it. Mm. Um, she, Her writing was like, there are some sentences that I'm still thinking about, like just because how she phrased it. Yeah. Um, it was just a really interesting book. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I thought that was, if you're on the K-pop side of things, and... Um, I haven't really been watching any movies or anything, so I have nothing. That's okay. That's fine. Recommend. No, I'm watching good. BoJack Horseman for the first time. Oh, fun! Ooh. That's that's a Never. that'll hurt you. <laughs> that'll hurt you bad. Yeah. Yes, yep. it um, does get dark. On episode three, I'm already like, oh, okay. Ooh, <laughs> hold on be, to your. Yeah. This could be a ride. Strap in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's I guess uh, uh, if you haven't seen it and you want to experience feelings, um, yeah, definitely give that one a, a shot. good one. Yeah. And the novel you said was called YN. Y and it's like, like your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your, like name. your name. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's very, very interesting. Shannon, did you have a recommendation? I think what I want to recommend this week, like we did a good job this weekend and tried to like catch up on all the K-pop. And I feel like what the thing I want to recommend the most is our baby blitzers have such a great song out right now. Macarena. It's called Macarena. Macarena. And it's so it's such an earworm and it has such a good fun dance. And like way to go, Wuzu Entertainment, the budget on this music video. Spending money on our babies and it's really cheeky and really funny and like the costumes are great just a warning like goyu is not there i believe yeah. he is on like a health related hiatus so if you know blitzers from our episodes and are counting them and are like wait someone's missing that's who but um i just like love it and i'm so proud of them and i love that I love that I know them and I love yeah. that they have a new that they have new stuff out and that it's um, so fun it's like so I fun. can wholeheartedly yeah. recommend it and say like this is a great song it's super fun to listen to it's really cool to watch the choreography is awesome um and it did take me a while to like recognize them all again actually we were talking about that in regards to your book because there's that incredible scene where phoebe and uh and ari, and ari watch. watch the starloon music video with, with him and like do not <laughs> recognize him because of his colored hair in the music video or whatever and i was like honestly I don't even find that unbelievable. Like maybe somebody who doesn't know K-pop would be like, how does she not even recognize him? But like 
we sat with these boys blitzers for however long and then watching this music video i was like who is that who is that who is that like what no no what what like i thought i knew their faces and like no you really don't yeah (laughs) so it's not unbelievable that she wouldn't (laughs) hair color makes a big difference it does it makes a huge difference the makeup the makeup and the the styling like it really changes you it really does yeah um but yeah that's i second that recommendation for sure I also will just say, because I know that our listeners go feral every time we give you any kind of end citizen crumbs, but that <gasps> Doja oh, Jung yes! song is incredible. Perfume. It's oh my so God. Good. It's so good. It's if all NCT sounded like that, I would be an end citizen. It doesn't. So I'm not, so but we're that not. song is good. <laughs> But that song is great and the like dance is amazing and like yeah. we watched every stage and dance practice and like ooh yes we I haven't listened like, to the mini yet but yeah, I think either. I'll probably like it but woof that is a good one that so I just wanted one. y'all to have those crumbs we like the <laughs> Doja Junk song there you and go. we learned a new name yeah. in NCT Jungwoo didn't know him now I do but we do now <laughs> so many there's too many there Let's is too real. many there's a lot there's a lot yes all right uh don't forget to enter our giveaway for your own comeback or excuse me for your own copy of the comeback all you have to do is comment on this week's instagram post for a chance to win and also please live in the u.s or canada so that we can ship it to you make sure you read the book listen to it wherever your audiobooks are found if that's your preference feel free to reach out to lily chu author at either instagram or her website which is lilychuauthor.com um and and yeah i really do hope that a lot of y'all read it and get excited about it because i would love to once we've given everyone a chance to read it do a nice patreon book club so we can talk about it a little bit more and there were definitely some spoilery answers cut out of this episode (laughs) that we can save for (laughs) patreon um but yeah thank you thank you again lily for coming this was so lovely and we enjoyed the book so much yes thank you for having me and i'm so happy that you enjoyed it um you guys are such experts. It means a lot to me. So. Oh, oh yay. thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, this was wonderful. And it's always a strange piece at the end to be like, well, how do we say goodbye? But I guess that's all for this week. That's all for this week. You know where to find us <laughs> at AMA K-pop pod, all of the places, patreon.com slash AMA K-pop pod, PO box two six zero nine six Los Angeles, California, nine zero zero two six four mail, um, link tree slash AMA K-pop. Ask me about kpop.com for merch. You guys know I do this every week. That's the that's yeah. the thing. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. Bye.